And tonight we're going to talk about, first of all, the fear of the Lord. That's a good fear. And we fear God, rightly so. People today don't fear God. Have you noticed that? They seem to be void of the fear of God. People do things today that I shudder to think about, you know, the judgment of God that could come on them as a result of it. It's like they just don't believe there is a God. When I say the word fear, what comes to mind? Do you know that fear has two connotations, at least? In the Bible, there's the good kind, and then there's the not-so-good kind. We are to fear the Lord, aren't we? We are to fear God. There are several Hebrew and Greek words translated fear in the Bible. Some of them mean to dread. Some of them mean terror. Some mean timidity. Some mean wonderful, stupendous, reverence, even awe. And then some mean alarm, and some mean respect. And tonight, we're going to talk about, first of all, the fear of the Lord. That's a good fear. And we fear God, rightly so. I mean, He is an awesome being. God is so great and so majestic. And fear has even, in a sense, a good effect upon us. Your body, for example, I'm going to get a little bit ahead of myself, but your body is so designed that when fear comes at you or you perceive something that causes you to fear, your body sets up a reaction, a biological chemical reaction inside of it that is sometimes referred to as fight or flee. And it is fear that causes this to happen. Adrenaline starts pumping in your body and you're ready for the action to defend yourself or whatever. That's built into you. That's almost automatic. Now, that's sort of a nature's asset. I mean, it's, it's yours by virtue of the, the way you're designed or built by God. But if fear is not soon expelled or has a vent or whatever, it gets turned inward and it gets into the subconscious, if you want to say it that way, the spirit or whatever, and then it becomes a dread. Then it becomes a bondage and a phobia. You know what phobia is? People have all kinds of phobias. Stinking thinking leads to phobias. Do you know that? Stinking thinking leads to phobias. How many of you are scared of small places? How many are scared of heights? Have trouble with heights? I do. I have this dream sometimes. Falling off a building or a cliff, you know? You ever have one of those? I never have liked heights. Bible says, Lo, I am with you always. Modern scientific experiments with children, with chimpanzees and monkeys have shown that the principal sources of fear are fear of darkness, fear of loss of support, fear of strange things. Remember when you was a kid and you just knew the boogeyman was right there in the dark? You just knew that. How many of you still afraid of the dark? <laughs> Let's turn the lights out and find out. Huh? Sudden noises, snakes. Uh, I don't like snakes either. I don't. Now, you know, all of those things that I just mentioned are potentially good. I mean, beneficial. They're not really harmful. Snakes are beneficial. And all of them are found in the Bible, either factually or in symbol or in type. The Bible makes it clear that we are to reverence God with a fear, a respect. And I want to talk about that because that's a beneficial fear. That'll save your neck. That'll save your life, the fear of God. When we talk about fear in terms of God himself, every time in the Bible when we see God make an appearance, men react with what is sometimes described as fear. No wonder. Job 37. In Job 37 and verses 22 to 24, Job said, God is clothed with terrible majesty. The Almighty, we cannot find him. He is great in power and justice and abundant righteousness he will not violate. Therefore, men fear him. 
In other words, we see God so big and we see ourselves so small that we fear him. And wasn't it the psalmist that said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? In the presence of God, we seem so very small. We reverence him. 